The Grizzlies lost their eighth straight game, fifth straight at home, and it may not be all that they lost on what is a potentially very damaging night. We'll talk about that. Controversial comments from Mark Gasol and David Fisdale and a strange situation that's unfolded uh, at FedEx Forum. It's wild. You'll want to hear it, and you will next. You are Locked on Grizzlies. Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Locked on Grizzlies. My name is Peter Edmiston. Thank you for downloading the podcast, and uh, thank you for doing so on uh, what is a tumultuous Monday, and there is so much to get into. I've covered this team for a long time, probably 15 years, I guess now, uh, written about them for the Commercial Appeal, covered them on my radio show every day, did this podcast, so many other things, and this was one of the more unusual evenings that I've ever spent covering the team, because... This the situation that unfolded. First of all, you don't often see an eight-game losing streak. It's been a while since we've seen something quite like this. Secondly, the way that this situation with Marcus All unfolded in the fourth quarter was truly bizarre. For for those of you that didn't see it, uh, Marcus All was benched for the fourth quarter, taken out uh, of the 98-88 loss, taken out of the game in the third quarter with about three minutes or so to play. Never came back in, and uh, that is certainly unusual, particularly because of the situation that uh, this game, the way it unfolded. You know, there you'll hear David Fisdale's explanation in a moment, but the idea was okay. Let's see what we can do with a younger group and put these guys in, and let's see what the energy level is, and blah blah blah. And you know, for for a little while, it worked to to a small extent. The lead was cut to five. But quickly, at that point, I think it was 82-77. And next thing you know, it's 87-77. Lead pushed back up to 10. At that point, you thought, okay, well, maybe Marcus Gasol's coming back in the game. He didn't. He didn't. David Fisdale left him out of the game. And left him out of the game in, in a game that was not, again, not really being cut down by the Grizzlies. It wasn't as if the unit that he had in there was doing a great job. It was about a 10-point game throughout. No real movement. And um, he just left Marcus All out there on the bench. Mark stood up, walked over, sort of tried to get David Fisdale's attention. Didn't really work. Um, he he was just kind of marooned out there. The stranger thing. So throughout this eight game losing streak, um, you know things have not been good, but. It's not as if Marcus Gasol has been the problem for the Grizzlies, and it's not as if he was the problem tonight. He wasn't great. Nobody was great. They lost to the Nets. They lost eight straight game. They're seven and twelve. They have the same record as the Nets. I mean, they're not a good team. They lost Chandler Parsons potentially to an injury. We'll talk about that later on. But he wasn't the problem. the 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 problem is a lack of talent. The problem is a lack of cohesion. The problem is a lack of defined plan. The problem is poor shot selection. The problem is inconsistent uh, offensive performance uh, and inconsistent defensive effort. All those things are the problem. Marcus All, if he's even on that list, is way down the list. There's only so many NBA players you have on this roster right now, good, solid NBA players that are proven. He's certainly the best of them. Why go out of your way 
to piss him off? Why go out of your way to make him angry? For to send what message? Tonight, of all nights, what is the message that you're sending? Again, his performance wasn't especially bad. He wasn't overwhelmingly terrible or anything like that. There wasn't an incident that happened on the court. To my knowledge, no one mentioned anything after the game um, about that. So it's just very confusing. And to give you a little more background on this, I mean, we've, we've obviously talked about it a lot on the podcast. And longtime Locked on Grizzlies listeners will have heard, you know, the whole running outline of the story. But, you know, Mark and David Fisdale have had their run-ins without question. And, you know, last year, you know, Fisdale wanted Mark to be more involved in the, you know, leadership aspect. He wanted him to be part of the personnel decision-making process, uh, play calling, designing stuff. And Mark just really shut him down and said, I, I don't, I don't want you to, I don't want to be part of it. I want you to be the coach. I'm the player. That's that. That was a point of contention, big time. And, you know, they, they have a philosophical difference about how that's supposed to be approached. And some of the stuff that, in terms of the, the way the game is played, I think they also have some differences there, too. But, again, Mark is typically not the guy that's going to try to get involved in the way that, like, uh, LeBron or other stars will go and ask for players to be traded or ask for moves to be made. That's that's not Mark. But, you know, it, it felt like there was some serious friction and maybe it was going to end up being an either-or situation. Well, in, in the summer, that was somewhat mended. You saw David Fisdale make the effort to go over to Romania while Mark Gasol was playing for Spain in Eurobasket. They had a discussion there. Mark has tried to meet Fisdale, I think, more than halfway in this whole situation. He has been more positive. He has been a better teammate in that regard. He has done the stuff that the team has generally asked him to do. And this is the response. And it's not as if Fisdale can't communicate with guys. He talked to Zach Randolph when Zach was benched prior to that. That was you know before Fisdale even coached a regular season game. He talked to Zach Randolph, a Grizzly legend, and benched him and said, you got to sit down. You're better coming off the bench. Here's why. And told him. And Zach said, I respected that. I appreciated that. And I appreciated the way that he handled it. Why couldn't that happen with Mark? If there was a problem, why wasn't it handled that way? If there was an issue, why wasn't Mark told uh, before the game that he was in danger of being benched? Or that he was in danger of being, um, you know, reprimanded or, or blamed or, you know, that this was forthcoming in, in, or during the game. Why not send J.B. Bickerstaff, who is Mark's guy, Mark's assistant coach, why not send him over to talk to Mark during the game and explain the situation? That never happened. So it's, it's baffling that a guy who has, you know, David Fisdale has excellent communication skills. He has no problem talking to people very straightforward. In this case, he's choosing not to. Part of the message may be so, but it creates a very strange situation when in the midst of this eight-game losing streak when the Grizzlies are playing horribly, the guy that is probably, I mean, I would say in terms of talent, 
obviously he's the best player the Grizzlies have healthy. But not only that, I think he's playing reasonably well. He had, again, it's hard to tell. Defensively, there are issues. Offensively, a few issues as well. But but by and large, 6-17 for the night, 18 points, got to the foul line more than just about anybody else. Um, you know, again, he wasn't, wasn't horrible. Wasn't great. Did he deserve to be benched? No. And especially in this situation. So when we come back, you'll hear from uh, Marcus Saul. I'll, I'll play you the entire thing, save for a few little edits that I had to make because my recorder messed up and um, a couple little things tweaked out of it. But but pretty much as best I can give you the full the full deal so you can hear exactly what he said and the way he said it. You'll also hear David Fisdale's explanation for what happened, and we'll tell you a little more of all of that story. So that's on the way. Stick around here on Locked on Grizzlies. So first, let's hear from David Fisdale, uh, who, you know, at the beginning of his press conference, I just asked him straight up, you know, what what in the world, you know, what's happening? Why did this happen? And uh, and then I asked for a little more elaboration. So here's what David Fisdale had to say. Fizz, was there any particular reason why Mark didn't go back into the game? We just had been playing so bad up to that point. That group was the only group that seemed to get anything going for us. So I just wrote it, you know. It's a long season, 82 games. You know, we're struggling. I just wanted to see if that group can keep the keep the momentum going. It didn't work. <laughs> not, not much has been working. So I took a gamble at it. I noticed he, he, he was sort of getting up during the game and seem to be trying to get your attention. Are you concerned that he's going to react uh, poorly to this or to have I some... I don't know. I, you know, we'll address it if it needs to be addressed. But, I mean, it was a pretty simple decision what I did. It wasn't nothing against him. It was, I'm trying to win a game. I'm desperate, um, you know. And with no Chandler in the second half, you know, we just couldn't get anything going. Um, and so I said, you know, those young guys cut that lead. I took a risk, you know. And you got to sometimes when you take a risk, you may piss off a player too. That's part of this position, um, you know. But I can own the I can own the decision, and you know, and I have my reasons why winning is my only priority. I would have accepted, or I would have been more uh, impressed, or more convinced by that explanation had the Grizzlies cut down the lead more consistently, had they gone on a run or something. But the fact that they didn't. It's hard for me to believe that a true explanation for winning or an attempt to try to win is to, to done so without Mark. It, I find it very difficult to believe that you can come through an evaluation of the Grizzlies and find that the best way to perform is without Mark. That that doesn't make a lot of sense. And, and Mark in place of Deontay Davis is I look I and or Deontay Davis in place of Mark. I like Deontay Davis and I think he's played well. And I didn't understand why he didn't play more, for example, in the Dallas game. But um, that's that's not that's not a reasonable approach to me. So that didn't make a lot of sense. And again, you know, Fisdale talked about how you know if it makes players mad, that's the way it goes and. Uh, you know, he said he has his reasons, but again, he wasn't willing to share those reasons more openly you know, with the public, and he didn't share them with Mark either. And here's what Mark had to say, and this is interesting because Mark, I've edited this out a little bit, but twice during this this run, Mark was there was an attempt by the Grizzlies PR folks to kind of stop the interview or to kind of 
shift us aside. And each time Mark, he was looking at me specifically. He's like, I can go on. I can talk some more. And he did. And, uh, you know, he was willing and very eager, in fact, to to talk about all of this stuff. And he did so while wearing his normal, uh, he, was, he was wearing his gear that was, he came straight off the court, you know, in terms of the way he was dressed. It looked exactly the same. He had the the zip up, the the, the pullover, the uh, the jacket, the whole thing. Like he, he he never he didn't shower, which is very unusual. Again, none, Mark uh, never never does that. And so um, you know he was obviously trying to send uh, a message about how eager he was to talk and how calm and even keel he would be. But if you listen up, and I, I've put a few of the words, and you've seen a lot of them quoted out there, um, but. You know, you can listen to the beginning of the interview and then listen as he kind of goes on and starts to 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 get more into it. And we kind of, you'll notice also as the interview goes on or as the availability, whatever you want to call this, goes on, the crowd thinned out a little bit and the TV cameras backed away. And once that happens, you tend to get a little more of a comfortable kind of situation and the answers tend to be a little longer and more thoughtful. And I think that 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 holds true here as well. So you'll hear that as the interview goes on. But uh, this basically is about nine minutes of Mark Gasol after the Brooklyn game. Um, I guess he, uh, the coaching staff thought that uh, they had a better chance of winning the game without me. You looked like you got up a couple of times. You, you wanted to get back in. Obviously, that's 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 what I value the most. Playing. That's that's. Uh, that's everything. What's what's going through your mind when the normal time for you to check back in comes and you don't get the call? Yet? Obviously, you you get frustrated. Um, you take it personal. Uh, at the same time, you got to think about your teammates that are out there, and you got to cheer for them. And uh, and that's that's you know you you have two options at that point. You got to be you know you can start pouting and be negative. Obviously, you know you get frustrated, and, and I did get frustrated and mad and, and start wondering. At the same time, I see you know my teammates and my, my friends, the guys that I work with out there, uh, trying to get a win, and uh, and and I, I'm, I'd rather you know try to focus on the positive of that and uh, and, and to see them struggle and not being able um, to help them. Um, Made your mind go to the negative side, so you try to bring it back in. So it's a tug war uh, on your mind, trying to you know stay positive. Um, obviously, um, it's a situation that I'm not used to, um, that I don't want to get used to uh, ever, and uh, and that's about it. Were you told anything? Or you just no, said? obviously not. Are you anxious to have a comp- will you have a conversation about it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if, if, if there's anything to be said. I think, you know, I'm more of an action guy, uh, more than words. I don't believe much in words um, after, you know, all this time. Uh, words um, are just that. Um, I believe more in actions and, uh, and I, you know, see what people do and, uh, and I act accordingly. Do you have uh, faith in this coaching staff? Um, faith in this coaching staff. We, there's no other way. I mean, we have to play. You know, we can't keep looking on the sideline and, and trying to get answers and and help. They cannot help you. They, they, they just can't. They, 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 this is what they, uh, that, that's their, you know, we, we work through uh, the things that they tell us to do. We, we, we try to execute them. We got to be more consistent with it, more disciplined. Um, I think we got to be a little more aggressive. 
um, defensively um, to, to be uh, ahead of the play a little bit. I think we always react in and kind of chasing our tail and that uh, puts our defense in a really bad spot really early on. And that doesn't allow us to take control of the game. I think I feel like we always, you know, kind of like on our on our heels a little bit. We never, you know, defensively we always been a step ahead, um, not just scheme wise, but also physically. Physically, now we kind of step behind, trying to see okay what they're trying to do, how you know how we're going to defend this, um, trying to communicate, and guys being on the same page. You know, I'm, I'd rather focus on all those things than uh, on the negative. How will you process this tonight when you leave here? I said I'm going to uh, think about the positive. Um, you know, I'm positive things. That's that's it. Uh, think about the big picture, uh, and and you know, situations like like this right now makes you value more. You know, the 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 good stuff uh, and and the, the things that you um, have to go through. Uh, so. The good stuff that you guys have accomplished before, the good no, stuff in no, life, or the good stuff what? right now. I mean, the before and tomorrow. Right. You, know, you can't really change those. Right. I, I, I enjoy the past. You know, when, whenever I'm done playing, I look back. Talking about, you know, you, the young group of guys um, helping Didi, helping helping Ivan, helping um, Dylan, helping all the um, Andrew, all the young guys um, develop and understanding what what this team, what this city is about. Like, you know, what we, how everything that we took us to this point and, and, and things that we believed in for so long. I mean, those, those are, this is the legacy that you got to live through every day. You can't um, just not do that. That'd be, that'd be really irresponsible um, on my part if I, if I didn't do that, if I didn't um, show, show them what, what this is about. Is there any way, I mean, since you didn't get the explanation verbally, is there any way to interpret it other than a way that you're being blamed I'll in some you, way? I'll, for I'll, this, let, you, I'll let you guys involved. interpret. Uh, I, I don't play interpretations. I don't hypothetical. I don't do that. I'll let you guys play around with it. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun for you guys, um, but I'm not going to do it. I, I don't think it's um, it's positive. I don't think it's anything good is going to come out of it. Um, I'd rather, um, you know, like I said, think about um, how can I help. Uh, and that's about it. Everybody good? Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. We can go oh, ahead. We're going to be here all day. <laughs> Is that, no, tired today. How, do you, how do you help in that sense, especially if you are in a position where now you're not playing the role, or at least you, the role was different today than it, than it was in usual? How do you help? What you adapt. The, you adapt. Um, you, you obviously try to, uh, in a way, prove them wrong. First of all, like I should be playing in the fourth quarter. Uh, I thought that I proved that uh, multiple times. And uh, and you keep doing it. You're relentless. If you you know if, if you think I'm just gonna lay down, uh, you know nothing coming. I'm I'm not gonna just accept not playing the fourth quarter, and uh, and just you know be happy with it. That's not my character. That's never been my character um, since uh, I've been here. Uh, I'm always strive for more, and uh, and this this is gonna go back to the same situation. I thought that. Uh, I was doing a pretty good job of staying aggressive, trying to find the gaps, trying to be, uh, you know, helpful to the guys, trying to communicate defensively everything that I saw in front of me. Um, that's that's about it. I mean, uh, I mean I'm, you know, through the whole this whole situation, um, losing streak, I think I've been pretty positive, um, and knowing myself, like I'm becoming even a better player mentally, not losing it and not doing those things. I mean, you know, trying to help every single guy in here. Um, give them confidence every shot they take. You know, I know it's a hard process. I know it's not 
mm, you know, a, a, a championship contender team right now, but uh, like giving that type of confidence and that trust to, to each other, um, you know, I believe in these guys, so I got to continue to do that, and, uh, and, and I thought I was doing that. And so now, with, with that being said, I mean, you, you have these young guys that you have to mentor in that same way, and you have to do it, you know, from the bench. As you lead by example. I always led by example. If I come out here now, I start venting and, uh, and, and go off and, and just, um, that would be kind of productive. I wouldn't be leading by example, right? That would be the complete opposite. Uh, obviously, like I said, I, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just competitive as anybody. I, I, I hate not playing, and, and that's what I value the most. If I'm not on the floor, it means I'm not, I'm not uh, valued, and uh, and that you know, they, I'm, I'm sure they knew that would hurt me the most. So, um, do you feel like is there communi- is the communication? Does it have to be where these messages are sent in this way rather than? I don't send messages to you guys. I, I never no, 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 no. I'm saying no, no. I'm saying, but to you via not playing or something to that effect, as opposed to another way. You know, and, and you, you've said that you, you know, it's it's something that you have to. You knew it would. They knew it would hit you where it hurt. I mean, anybody, so right? I mean, right, you don't put Mike back at the end of the game. I'm sure they wouldn't do it to Mike, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's it's just the way it is, you, and you have to deal with it. And uh, but I, I'm not just gonna lay down and and, and take it. I'm, I'm not gonna do that. It's easy to say something uh, when it's somebody else and telling you you're supposed to do this. You know you gotta act good, but now that it's me, I'm the one that's implicated and one the one that is doing being, you know, in in uh, in this uh, awkward situation. Uh, I gotta show them how to react, and, uh, and it's a first for me. Trust me, it's not like I've been here before. It's a first for me, and I, and, and I don't like it one bit. And I'm more pissed that I can ever, that, that I can show and frustrated, but. But for the benefit of the team, I, I got to, you know, um, show uh, good leadership and, 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 cont- and, you know, continue to do my job. What, what is the identity of this team? Like, uh, what are what, what you guys in the past we, have we, been we, a... Inconsistency. I think that's, that's our identity right now. Um, we're really inconsistent with uh, what we're trying to accomplish. Um, you know, you, you watch one quarter, two quarters. Like, you watch one half and a second half, you, you see a lot of... Uh, um, different things going and it's uh, we got to figure out you know how to get five guys to do their job and and the more guys you get if you get six seven eight at the same time that's that's great and we got to put guys in that position and I, and, and because a lot of guys have never been in that position so now they they need to understand you know what they need to do um, every possession so it takes um, patience which I think We've had it takes uh, it takes a lot of things. Um, you know, we continue. It just it just we can't just give up. Now again, the question for Mark is why, why now, why in this way? And if you listen closely to the answers that he was was giving there, in talking about the situation, he said, you know, if I don't play, I don't feel valued. They knew they being the coaching staff knew that this would be the way that would hurt me the most in terms of getting the message across. And, you know, he says, well, I'm not going to just lay down. I'm not going to accept this. He asks, would they do this to Mike Conley? The answer is no, they wouldn't. Do they feel like they'd have to send this message to Mike Conley? Again, the answer would be no because of the relationship that they have. But to not... To not give any kind of a of a of an explanation to your star player 
is is baffling to me. And you heard him, you know, in the buildup to those kinds of comments when he said, you know, I know myself and I feel like I've been, I'm a more positive person and I'm, I've been a, you know, able to be more productive and, and more helpful. You know, he's, he's talking about that stuff that we were, we were referring to earlier. Like he's changed his approach. He's changed his mindset. He's changed the way that he, um, you know, kind of approaches his own personality. He's tried to be more um, positive. He's tried to, to be more supportive rather than critical. He's still very critical of himself. I'm sure he's still very critical of teammates, but he's trying to do so in a more uplifting fashion. And I think he kind of has. So that's what makes this, again, so baffling that it would happen now. Now, where do you go from here? I don't know. The Grizzlies... Thought I thought they would practice um, today, but they're not. So, you know, maybe that's to let things cool down. I'm not sure. They're not practicing today. They'll practice tomorrow. Obviously, the schedule gets really, really tough, and everything's tough when you're when you're on an eight game losing streak. There's no easy anything. They will have to figure this thing out. Where do we go from here? Is a great question. And it's one that you can't answer just yet. It all depends on how these two react. You know, you have separate issues that are going on, and we'll talk about this week. Number one is, of course, the state of the team. Right now, if you look at the state of the team, let's put the Mark and Fizz stuff to the side for a moment. If you just look at the state of this team right now, who is actually playing? Who is actually healthy? What can you get from this group? The answer is uh, not much right now. I mean, you're starting Mario Chalmers, who played uh, only 19 minutes tonight in a reduced role. Fisdale had said pregame that he was going to reduce his minutes. Tyreek Evans playing more minutes. Andrew Harrison playing a bigger chunk of minutes, in fact, than Mario Chalmers did. So you have Chalmers, who's being de-emphasized a little bit. You have Dylan Brooks, who is hitting the wall and had a you know, probably his worst game as a Grizzly, uh, I would say, on Sunday, Sunday afternoon slash evening. You have Jermichael Green, who's coming back, and I, I thought he was okay. Chandler Parsons. Let's talk about Chandler Parsons. Chandler Parsons left with a knee tightness there was tightness behind his knee now that it was a precautionary situation with Chandler but obviously when you hear anything about knee soreness tightness anything knee related with Chandler Parsons red flag should be fireworks firing off that's extreme caution you don't you don't that's you never, ever want any part of any of that with Chandler Parsons. So now we wait. We wait for uh, some kind of an update on what's happening with him. He was the best player on the floor for the Grizzlies. And not having him for the second half was was very detrimental, for sure. So that's your starting group. Then, of course, Marcus as well. Then you have Tyreek Evans, who 
was, uh, you know, again, not, not great tonight, but was aggressive and did stuff that no one else on this team can do. They desperately need a scoring, and I mean, he's, he's the offense for big chunks of time. Ben McLemore, rounding into form, not uh, a great defender, but was doing some decent stuff out there. Can't hit a three. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know, but he's, he's, again, he's getting a little bit better. Jarrell Martin, come on, man. Come on. Not, not ready for prime time. Andrew Harrison, we've talked about it, just not at all ready for anything. You don't want him out there. James Ennis has gone from starter and a surprisingly good player to afterthought and guy who is just kind of all over the place. Not really defined in the role. Deontay Davis moving in the right direction, I think. Long way from being able to be relied upon, but definitely heading in the right direction. So of that group, guys that are fully healthy right now without injury concerns or anything like that, you have Marcus All, Jermichael Green, who's come back well. Tyreek Evans is not quite 100%, but by these standards, he is. You have uh, McLemore, Jarrell, Andrew Harrison, Deontay Davis, James Ennis. You don't have Wayne Selden. You don't have Mike Conley, of course. You don't have Brandon Wright. That is not a playoff team or even a decent low lottery team. That's that's the, the kind of team that's like fighting for 6th, 7th worst record in the league. And then today of all days, you pick that that day to go and poke Mark Gasol and to make him mad. If I didn't know better, I'd think they were tanking or I'd think David Fisdale was uh, somewhat suicidal in terms of his job. None of that makes any sense to me. Why you would do that to the one like the one sure thing, he's he's frustrating. There are issues. There are things that, but who else can get you on any given night at twenty five and thirteen, with a few blocks and some great passing and all that stuff? Who else can do that? Who else has been an all star? Who else has been a defensive player of the year? Who else has pedigree? Nobody. What are you doing? Why now are you deciding that you want to irritate this guy? Why now are you deciding that you want to send a message of? undetermined content. You want to send that message now. I really don't get it. And sometimes it's easy to see why a coach would bench a star player, why a coach wants to send that message to the player. This time it is much more opaque. It is not obvious at all why you would want to do that. So we'll talk about the next step tomorrow. And... If you want to throw in an email to me or a tweet, that would be great. You can email me, pedmiston at gmail.com. That's pedmiston at gmail.com. You can also um, tweet me. I am uh, at Peter Edmiston. So please feel free to send me a message. I would love to hear from you for tomorrow's pod about what you would do. Where would you go from here? Where would you go? Would you start thinking seriously about getting rid of David Fisdale? 
Would you start thinking very seriously about trading Mark Gasol? And we can get into what that return might be down the line. Would you think seriously about those outcomes? How long will this losing streak go? You certainly wouldn't expect it to end on Wednesday in San Antonio. You probably wouldn't expect it to end on Friday back at FedEx Forum against San Antonio. You probably wouldn't think that it's going to end. That would put it at 10 games if the Grizzlies can't find a way to beat the Spurs in one of these two. After that, at Cleveland. Cleveland's putting it together, and of course they are extremely talented when they want to be. Then back home against Minnesota. At the Knicks. Toronto. Thunder. Miami at home. At Washington. Then home to Atlanta. That sounds like the most probable one there. And then home to Boston before going on the road to play Golden State and Phoenix. That's basically your lineup up until a few days before Christmas. How many wins did you hear in that group, if you're being honest? One or two, maybe? I mean, that's that means if, if, that, were, if that were to be the case, this thing could go deep, deep into the rut. You could lose 16 of 18. That would be very plausible. I'm not sure how many of those games the Grizzlies would be favored in at this point. So you're talking about like a serious, serious slide at that stage. The Grizzlies are 7-12 and 12 now. If they go even 3-7 and seven in their next 10, which is more than we've given them uh, credit for at this point, but let's just say they do, that's still 10-19 and 19 after 29 games. That's that's crazy, especially given the start that they were on. And in this context and in this climate, this atmosphere, that's when David Fisdale decided to do what he did. It just feels like a desperate time and a guy that reached the end of his rope and freaked out a little bit. Now the question is, can he rein it back in? Can he get this thing back together? This is the biggest test by far of his coaching career. The biggest test by far. I've been a big proponent of David Fisdale. I like him very much personally. And I think he's a really good leader. As a basketball coach, I think you're starting to have some legitimate questions about rotations, about shot selection, about um, the ability to continually generate good defense and to go from the theoretical way he wants to play to the actual execution of it, we are seeing some problems there. And now player personnel stuff, we are starting to see issues. So uh, jury's still very much out at this stage. I will be, um, I'll be waiting And watching very closely, we'll see what the information is from Chandler Parsons, maybe get an update in the next day or two, Uh, see how this thing goes with Mark 
and with uh, David Fisdale. And we'll uh, we'll see where the Grizzlies go from here. But it's it's bad. It's bad. And if you're a Grizzly fan, uh, I hate to tell you, I don't know that it's uh, going to get a whole lot better anytime soon. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But uh, it does not look good. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Grizzlies. I wish I had better news for you. Maybe someday I will. But this team is in the midst of an eight-game losing streak, which makes Locked on Grizzlies a hell of a lot more depressing than I wish it was. Nonetheless, we persist. We move on. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reviewing. Thank you for being part of the podcast, as always. Could not do it without you, and I appreciate each of you. Appreciate David Locke and the Locked On Podcast Network. We are local reporters, all of us doing our best and really getting in there in ways that a lot of the nationals just can't do because they don't have the contacts, they don't have the information, they don't have the connections. And uh, it's really cool to be able to do this for you as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We bring you the biggest stories from a local perspective. So thank you for being part of that. We'll talk again tomorrow on Locked On Grizzlies.